0: Uh, joining me now is the Speaker of the North Carolina House, Tim Moore. Uh, welcome, Mr. Speaker. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, Pete. Great to be on the show. It's also good to see you this weekend.
0: Yes, and same to you. You did a, a good job at the uh, uh, for your speech at the uh, John Locke Foundation's Carolina Liberty Conference. And uh, so let me start with one of the things that you mentioned there, uh, the veto of the—or um, uh, the, gov- the veto override that you say is going to happen— uh, for Governor Cooper's Free the Smiles Act veto?
1: That's that's correct. So uh, the Senate will have to go first to to do the veto override vote. But once they do it, uh, then we'll be able to. So, But it does depend on them actually being able to successfully override it first.
0: Ah, so you, so, do you believe you have the votes in the House to override it if it gets there? You don't.
1: I really do. Uh, I I feel like we have those votes from from every indication we've had, but, uh, you know, we've also seen that these things can, uh, they can turn around pretty quickly. But to me, it's, it's common sense. I mean, what that bill says is this, is that it is up to parents to decide whether or not their child should or should not wear a mask. And given where we are on the science, given where we are in terms of the The virus right now, and the protocols that—that's what most places are doing, and it makes sense. But what we have a situation right now with you know the governor having vetoed it, where you basically have a patchwork around the state. You have some school districts where they're requiring the mask, and other districts where they're not. And I think it ought to—it ought to be the same, and the parents ought to have that option.
0: Yeah, Charlotte-Mecklenburg, they're still masked up through March 7th, I think, and they wouldn't even tie their mandate to the county's mandate. When the county said its indoor mask mandate was dropping last week, the school board came back like the next night, and they would not go along with tying theirs to the county. It's its kind of nuts. It's like the science is different inside the K-12 system in Charlotte.
1: Yeah, it, 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 it's absolutely silly because... No one can. You know, there, there are certain instances where the where the masks are probably helpful, and there are instances where the masks you know are, are not as helpful. And you you have a situation right now where when it comes to children particularly that it that it's like a distraction. But but I thought something that was very um, that was very telling was uh, when we were discussing the bill in the house, one of our members uh, stood up and talked about how his nine year old granddaughter had pointed out how she really didn't even know how the school children that were that, that the children her class what what they looked like yeah uh they were out she she was out somewhere and you know at a ball game or something and saw and there was another little girl that was in her class and she didn't actually even recognize her because the only time she'd ever seen her had been with a mask yeah and so it's it, and i think what, what's you know what's a point on that is to remember that with children who were you know informative years who is a part of their communication also, need to be able to learn and know, like, the nonverbals and just your reading expressions and so forth. That, that what you have right now, uh, that, that, it, that it certainly is an impediment, but it doesn't. Uh, it, it, and you know, if there was a danger and you could show that the masks were really guarding against it, then fine. But at this point, the science seems to bear out that, a, the ch- that children are the most resilient uh, and least susceptible to, to COVID. And, and second, that it's you know, most other places have, have, have relieved of these mandates. So I don't, get, I don't get why the governor vetoed it, and I don't get why some of these school districts that do continue to keep these mandates in place. You know, at the end of the day, who's going to take care of a child more, a bureaucrat or a politician or the parent? I'm going to side with the parent every day of the week.
0: So it it gets to this question of risk assessment, uh, cost and benefit. And it was one of the things that was absent in the lockdown debate and a lot of the restriction uh, protocols that the governor put in place was, yes, you can. I mean, you can do these things in order to get to try to, you know, this covid zero posture. But what is the other side of the ledger? And that's it seems like that's never included in any of these discussions. And just the mere fact that the kids are still in masks and and the evidence is so you know clear about the damage that is done. Like there's there's got to be some other. I mean, I don't know if it's politics. I don't know if it's psychological. But there's there's obviously some inability to to rationalize the the risk assessment and to understand is the juice worth the squeeze.
1: Well, you're, you're and again you're you're spot on with this. It's uh, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you, you look at. But you know what, this is, if you look at the pathway that, that those on the far left, don't mean to be partisan, but let's just say that Democrats have been doing since the inception of the uh, of COVID, it, it's been the same thing. It's been an overreaction. Uh, it's been you know, mandating to businesses what they can and can't do. And, and anyone with half a brain knows that a business, you know, they're not going to stay in business if they kill their customers, right? Right. Uh, a, 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 employees, if you, you create an environment where your employees or your patrons are getting sick, that's bad for your business. And, and those business owners knew better and know better than the governor or any politician what to do. And if you look at the states that remained more open uh, than North Carolina, there is no difference in the severity of COVID, in the death rate, in the hospitalization, in anything. But there's a huge difference when you look at businesses that went under, people that didn't have jobs, uh, behavioral health issues, all of those things. And, and there's a complete lack of recognition on the part of the left to realize that their policies that they, that they forced on people uh, simply, in some cases, caused more harm than good. Well, and and, and it, the and the mask is the mask mandates. Just one more example
0: of that. Right, and another is it's not even COVID related. It is. Uh, I know you were in Raleigh when the riots broke out uh, in 2020, and you talked about being in one of the buildings and fires being lit right out front. And I saw this story that the CVS downtown Raleigh—they're gone. They're they've closed up because the riots burned them out. And they just could never get it back going, and it was amazing to me, like the number of businesses in downtown Raleigh that now are not there anymore. And uh, it, it was kind of comical. At one point, I saw like, uh, yeah, in the news & Observer, Fayetteville Street will soon gain another empty storefront. Like it's a positive thing. Hey, look, they got an empty storefront rather than lost a business. Yep, I
1: mean that's and and I, it's there are multiple businesses not just on Fable Street but on a lot of the other streets where there were at once were vibrant businesses and now there's not and and I think you can I think there is a direct correlation between that and between a lot of the mandates where you have in place where businesses were simply forced to shut down and I, it just it, it just just and there's just no shame by those on the left I mean there's no shame and by the way these are the same folks if you will who defended the quote peaceful protest right People were going through downtown, building fires, assaulting people, and smashing out every window they
0: could. Right, and that was, and see, that CVS store was one of the buildings that got devastated by that fire. Um, and now, of course, they're all running, you know, away from their defund the police campaign uh, and and pretending that like we didn't see what they were doing and what they were saying and what they were defending back in 2020. Yep. Um, it 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 really is. I mean, at some at some level, I do admire the gaslighting. Like it, it, they are very good at it. I will say, <laughs> they can turn on a dime. Well, you know, I was going to say, if, if, you, if you've got, if you've got so many in the mainstream
1: media who will, who will spread the lies for you, it's pretty easy.
0: True, that's true. All right, uh, Speaker of the House Tim Moore, I appreciate your time as always, and uh, safe travels to you. We'll talk again next week. Hey, great to be with you. All right, take care. That is the Speaker of the North Carolina House, Tim Moore from Cleveland County.